So as we begin today, so what you're going to learn is we're going to talk about the main mistakes that really keep us stuck, that keep us overthinking, that keep us stressed with food. And we're going to discuss what to release, how to shift out of this place, and what to do and focus on instead so that you can really find the balance that works for you, that you really desire, so that you can nourish yourself and fully enjoy food this Thanksgiving and this Christmas season so that you can really make those lasting memories with the people that you love. And so I'm going to give you practical steps and strategies and tips and mindset shifts for how to ditch the guilt, the shame spirals, and the anxiety that comes with sometimes these celebrations while also staying on track with whatever your goals are even when your routines your norms you know eating drinking sleep exercise habits all those things are shifting due to travel or so many other holiday events and I just want to acknowledge like this podcast is is more than just a podcast it's about building a community it's about connecting with others who are also in the trenches of dealing with similar things as as you are and our stories all look different but at the root of it There's so many common struggles, there's so many common joys, and there's so many ways that God is redeeming all of it. There's hope, there's healing, and that's what I always pray that you're going to find here. And so I'm, I'm just holding space for you in the vulnerability. I want to continue to help you just break down the walls of shame and the isolation so you can feel seen and heard and, and loved, like truly loved in all of these places, in the beauty of, of life, in the messiness of life, and in everything in between and to continue to challenge the stigma around these things. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So mistake number one is forgetting or losing sight of the purpose of food or having a false sense of the purpose of food. So here, this is really meant to help you reclaim the joy around eating. So food is not just about the nourishment and the nutrients it provides. It's this and so much more. I want you to consider what else it's about other than just that and, and really invite you to reimagine and renegotiate what food means for you. I think about a few things that, you know, my perspective, it means it's about connection, community, communion with other people. It's about comfort. It's about healing, hospitality, tradition. It's about honoring your body and allowing yourself to find pleasure and joy in it because that's how God created it and us. And, and it's about that positive relationship with it. And I think it's also a way that we can communicate and express love and care for others and serve others. We invite other people through food into community, into conversation, into laughter. It's a place of hope and healing. And I know I want my dinner table to always be about those things. It, it provides a sort of language and rhythm in our life that makes life full. And there's a sacredness and integrity of our family and our family rhythm and routines and traditions that centers around food. And I think prioritizing food and family meals really forces us in good ways to slow down as a family, to prioritize the quality time together. And food nourishes relationships just as much as it does our bodies. And so it's not just merely this physical means to an end. And I think, you know, we can sometimes let food or let life revolve around this goal weight of ours. We can treat it as a finish line. Like, I'm going to be happy if and when my body looks a certain way or I reach a certain number on the scale. I'll be beautiful enough if and when. I'll be confident in my body if and when. And so it's not just, food is not just about being healthy or unhealthy or 
so helping us to make our bodies shrink even just about our, our level of energy it's not just a combination of macros of calories vitamins minerals all those things it's more than that it's it's spiritual just as much as it is physical in our bodies same thing it's a physical expression of of our spirit of our soul and so i i really want you to think about how can you engage with food in a way that is in the spirit and not just in the flesh and it's become normalized in our society of course to focus on caring about our bodies but not about our souls and I think it's also become normalized that without a godly perspective about food without our bodies we often reject the way that God wants us to steward it but we also don't see the dignity and beauty in our bodies and how we are made in his likeness and image and so it's either you know lots of extremes we do anything we want with our body or we try to control it we try to fix it we feel like we have to, it's a problem that needs to be fixed. We've, we place our value in its size, our worth, and our appearance. And for so long, I, I could not shake the idea that I would be more worthy if I were thinner. I would be more worthy if I could erase all of the evidence of my motherhood. And cult, our culture bombards us with daily with these images of the world's most beautiful women, and this like tendency to kind of compare ourselves to other people, to criticize our bodies, and it just fuels our insecurities and all these negative emotions and anxieties about how we look. And I know all that can just come up even more through the holidays. But food is meant to be enjoyed fully. It's meant where our bodies are created by God and, and it's beautiful how he made us. Look at to the rhythm of the year. We look at feasts and fasts and sacrifices and celebrations and all of these things that are integrated into our faith traditions. We can remember that there's an aspect of eternity that is woven into food and into gatherings and it's just part of our theology. We can find eternal in the everyday. Like life itself and its rhythms and all that we do can become this form of prayer an integration of faith and we can give glory to God and witness God in all of it and I absolutely think that that is the truth when it comes to food when it comes to our bodies when it comes to health and fitness and how we steward each of those things food too reminds us that we are dependent creatures like we depend on nourishment from God and other people and we're never going to be fully satisfied by the things of this earth but we can by the things of heaven only and so let us just eat like thanksgiving or christmas whatever it is let us just eat with gratitude with respect and remember that god can transform and heal us through the food that we make uh, that we eat and that we share with the people that we love we can even look at breaking bread symbolism we can look at just food is just a gift from god it really is and it's a testimony to his love and generosity and his goodness to us and it's soul nourishing it's not just nourishing to our bodies and so let there be joy for you where where faith and food meet Let's not abuse the gift, but let's honor it. Let's receive it with gratitude. Let's use it rightly, just like all great gifts that come from the Lord. And so shift from control, shift from, you know, that it's a problem to be solved, that it's, you know, your body needs to be fixed. Care for the gift. Love and appreciate the gift. I want you to break free from the fear, the disorder, and how we see and approach and treat food in our bodies. And you can break free from that, my friend. It comes from first the desire, the awareness, the prayer, the internal work to really examine and break down some of these these weeds, like they're really weeds in our hearts, and, and to allow the Lord to build back up these new roots. And so it can be this grace-filled, beautiful journey of healing if we allow it to be. So I just invite you into that today. And that is number one. Number two, the second mistake that you might be making is misunderstanding balance with the all or nothing mindset. So we talked a little bit about this, but balance is not about these strict rules and about restriction. And the reality is that, you know, when we deprive ourselves, when we have this idea of good and bad foods, um, we, instead of eating them in moderation and enjoying them, we end up depriving ourselves of the foods that we love in an attempt to stay healthy. 
And then we end up, you know, it, it sounds something like, okay, I'm just not going to allow myself to eat any sweets today, so I don't get off track. I'm only going to let myself have one cookie. That's all I'm allowed to have. I'm only going to eat the bad foods on Thanksgiving or Christmas Day. The rest of the time, I'll be good. I'm going to avoid the treats. I'm only going to eat the healthy versions of things. I'm going to stay away from the traditional ones because they've got a ton of unhealthy ingredients like sugar, butter, oils, whatever it is. I'm going to skip breakfast and lunch so I can eat everything that I want to eat at our big family dinner and have all the dessert without feeling guilty about it. I already have a detox or a diet plan lined up after the holidays so I can make up for all the bad foods I'm going to be eating. Oh man, my friends, how many of us fall into these kinds of things where we feel like we have to do these extra hard workouts the day after or the day of or the day before to make up for and burn off all those extra calories? How many times have you said those things to yourself? I'm like cringing because so many of those things are painful and I was reflecting on them. And so how much of that sounds familiar for you too? It's so important to be honest with ourselves here. And these thought patterns and habits are just keeping us stuck. That is the truth. They're keeping us stuck in not only some unhealthy mental spaces, but also in in some behaviors that we don't really want to continue. Anytime we create rules or restrictions around food, we we kind of intentionally plan up, plan to save up for eating what we think are bad foods or make up for bad foods, inevitably going to overindulge or binge. It backfires because it becomes super enticing for our mind. When we're around these foods, but we're restricting ourselves, we become hyper aware of their presence. We become very focused on them. And then there can be that sensation of scarcity, urgency, lack of control. You know, it can lead us to believe that because we shouldn't be having these food items, when we do, we should eat quicker. We should eat larger portions than we usually would. And the rationalization in our minds comes from the idea that this might be the only opportunity to have that food item or it's the last time that we're going to eat this food. So we have to really make the most of the experience. So it can really unintentionally result in some of those episodes of overindulging or binge eating that we we really don't want to do in the first place. And so how can we not feel out of control if we are not going to be imposing food rules and restrictions on ourselves? How can we kind of reasonably navigate this? So the number one most helpful strategy I want to give you to combat this tendency towards an all or nothing mindset is to form a vision of balanced eating for yourself. So I want to give you permission to kind of dream up and explore your unique vision of what you would like to experience with your eating habits throughout the holidays. So journal on a couple of these questions here. What do I want my holiday season to look, to feel like, to be like when it comes to my eating habits and how do I want to experience it? Why is this important to me and how do I want to make it a priority? What's one thing that I I need to do or think about every day to make sure that I'm in alignment? What's a mantra that I could remind myself of or some kind of affirmation that sort of summarizes my vision into a statement or two that I can recall so that I can stay aligned with my vision? So let me give you an example here. I'm intentionally choosing to prioritize eating for both nourishment and enjoyment this holiday season. I can take care of my, my health in the ways that are life-giving to me and my family because it will allow me to be fully present for quality time with the people that I love. Every morning, I wake up and I start my day with morning coffee or tea, my vitamins, and a glass of water. I'm able to enjoy the holiday gatherings I'm attending. I prioritize my nourishment movement and make an intentional choice to prioritize enjoyable foods and holiday experiences as well. I'm able to have a cookie or two and other holiday treats without feeling out of control or like I need to save up for it or make up for eating them. When I'm eating the foods or beverages I love, I'm giving myself full permission to enjoy them without guilt. So I sit at the table to eat. I really savor every bite. I'm confident in the choices I want to make for myself. I'm able to communicate my boundaries to others so I'm not influenced by their comments or behaviors. If I do make a choice that's out of alignment with my vision and who I want to be, I don't put myself down. 
I instead approach the situation with compassionate curiosity and I reflect on what led me to acting out of alignment and then I troubleshoot what I could do or whatever resources I could tap into to navigate that in the future. I know this is a process and I recognize it's a journey. Each day is an opportunity to begin anew. The Lord's mercies are new each morning and also to learn more about myself and my needs and to grow in maturity in my relationship with food, my body, and fitness. I feel free of the stress I normally feel during the holiday season, and it's allowing me to really be present and enjoy these precious moments with my friends and family. And a couple example affirmations that I wrote for myself is, food is a gift from the Lord. My body is a gift from God. I choose to eat to nourish my body and my soul. And care over control. Care for my body over controlling it. So I pray that that's a good example for you to think about, but that you really reflect and write your own vision statement. And even just the process of writing this out can be so helpful and so grounding because then when you're in the thick of it, like write it on your phone or or somewhere that you can keep in your pocket or something, and then you can reference back to it like the morning of or midday or if you're in a bathroom break, like anything really, so that you can remember this is who I want to be. This is how I want to to really engage in my relationship with food and my body and to enjoy myself during the holiday. All right, mistake number three is that we often fall further into the spiral whenever we hit roadblocks or get off balance. And so what tends to happen here is that we either try to avoid the enjoyment foods altogether, which backfires like we covered before, (laughs) or we end up eating all of the enjoyment foods and then we don't get the nourishment our body needs. And so it's this pendulum swing on two extremes. You know, we can, we can end up dieting or, you know, overly restrictive or obsessing about food and really stressing about it. Or on the other extreme, when we stop dieting or we stop restricting and we try to trade it for food freedom, we can find ourselves eating and eating and eating without any, what feels like self-control. And what I want to kind of pose here is that oftentimes there is a sort of tension that's building when we're dieting or when, when we're restricting. And so, you know, for every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. And that is the case. It's like a rubber band we're pulling back. And so we snap and, and the harder we pull it back, the more restrictive we get, the harder it ends up snapping. And so that's the same thing with this pendulum. We're going to end up wanting to feel the urge to eat all of the things. And so it's a swinging back and forth between extremes that ends up happening. And that's why so much of what we can see in our culture today in our society is the yo-yo dieting. And, and so food freedom is not the opposite end from restriction. I want to give you a different way of thinking about this. Rebellion is the opposite end of restriction. And so when we're stuck in rebellion, we are not free. When we are eating all the things, we're still not free. I think a freedom, a real freedom, and this is the case with food, with, with really everything, it comes with a responsibility. Freedom equals responsibility. And we rebel from those diets or the over-restriction because we innately desire autonomy with food. We desire that freedom. But responsibility is hard because it's messy, it's uncomfortable, it requires the, the discomfort of messing up and of leaning into that and then of parenting ourselves or reparenting ourselves with compassion and with tough love at the same time and figuring out where that balance lies for us so we can continue to make progress in our goals but also to have a healed relationship with food and with our bodies. And so it doesn't mean it's easy and there's lots of kind of ingrained habits and, and messaging, right, that's not serving us that we can let go of. But I also invite you to continue to move forward in, in the willingness to do the mindset work and the habit change that helps you to become, you know, a, a greater steward of that 
responsibility and a greater steward of that freedom. One of the good questions that we can ask ourselves is going back to our why. How do you want to live your life? How do you want to feel? Diets, weight loss goals, whatever it is for you aside, what is the best version of you? And how do you want to feel every single day? What's going to help you feel that way? So look at it, look at it out of a kindness to your future self and the process of building trust with yourself. Then when we build trust with ourselves, we can trust ourselves around any kind of food. We can trust ourselves to make sound decisions, reasonable decisions from a place of calm, of peace, instead of a place of scarcity or like a fear of missing out or, or any of those other things that end up damaging that trust that we can have with ourselves. And so we can learn about our body. We can learn to trust our intuition and that the choice is available to us. So you can start changing that right now with what you're learning today. Become a student of your body, your life, and just continue to remain excited to learn. And that's going to also help you reframe any of those failures, what you perceive as failures into a learning opportunity. And many times I think when we are in that place of restriction or we're in that place where we're still stuck in shame or guilt spirals, we are in a state of panic around a bunch of foods that are we perceive as like dangerous foods, basically, or of bad foods. And so we have all this drama around it and we end up in this reactivity and it keeps us stuck no matter what, whatever end of the extreme we're on. Both of these situations put us in a position where we end up feeling this immense guilt for our choices and we often are following the holiday season with this plan or this nagging pressure to go on a diet or to detox or to like up the ante on all of our fitness plans and routines and, and habits and everything like that right and we all I think know intuitively that the diets the detoxes they're not sustainable they're not effective in the long term and they can really put us in that cycle of starting and stopping these more extreme forms of eating and really dam continue to damage our relationship with ourselves and with food and with our bodies it's this you're either all in or you're all out mentality rather than balanced. And so it's this deeper hole. And the diet industry doesn't want us to believe this. They want us to believe it's this quick fix that, you know, a certain eating style is the answer. But I really want you to think about a little bit different way of approaching this instead that's going to help you to assess how balanced you are, like in the moment, <laughs> and also throughout, let's just say, your holiday season, and then to recalibrate as needed or as you, you desire to. One way that you can kind of measure this is looking at the two ends of the spectrum. So on one end of the spectrum is the overly restrictive or very, very regulated. It's like you rarely allow yourself to enjoy any food without guilt. So you might see this as labeling food as bad or off limits, counting your calories, macros, or points, um, skipping meals to save calories calories, feeling guilty for eating certain foods, feeling like you have to make up for them with your exercise habits. And on the other end of the spectrum, there's a little bit more of like the rebellion that we were talking about, the mindless and kind of disconnected. So you're rarely prioritizing your physical health with your food choices. You're, you find yourself distracted eating a lot or mindlessly eating. You're falling into a lot of emotional or stress eating habits. Um, you're, you're eating past a comfortable level of fullness. You're eating whenever, wherever, whatever it is. Um, and and so that's not healthy either. And so we want the balance to be kind of in the middle of that. When you're making a choice about what to eat, just notice where your choice is falling on that balance spectrum. And then ask yourself the question, like, how can I bring a little bit more balance into my day? And that can be a really gentle way for you to kind of rebalance, whether that means giving yourself more permission to eat more enjoyment foods without guilt, or if that means choosing more nourishing foods to take care of your body. And, uh, and remember the care over control. So this is a way to kind of mindfully check in with your own unique needs and your, and your wants and your desires in the moment so you can really make intentional choices about what's best for you. And you can weigh, you know, in the moment, enjoying the moment, but also your longer-term goals. Think about this as like an easy mental check to see what you're needing more of and then also prevent ending up on one extreme end of the spectrum or the other. Mistake number four is the lack of a practical balance for 
proper nourishment and nutrition and in, in like exactly what we're eating itself. And so I want you to just know that you can fit enjoyable foods like the sweets or the treats, those kinds of things into a balanced framework. It doesn't have to be an either or. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing mindset. And so this is going to really help make it easier for you to build balanced meals that include both a combination of nourishing and enjoyable foods. So you don't have to end up with the all in or all out mentality this holiday season. So I want to make sure you have what you need to nourish your body on your plate at most meals. And then you can also fit the foods that you love into this. And so there's five foundational pieces to creating balanced meals that I want you to think about. And this is going to support your energy, your digestion, your cravings, and, and so much more while also giving you that flexibility to actually enjoy the foods that you love. And so the five elements are going to be protein, fat, non-starchy carbohydrates, starchy carbs, and then the flavor factor, which like flavor, of course, is going to be anything from herbs, spices, all that. It's going to bring the vibrancy, deliciousness, and enjoyment to all of your meals. And so I want you to use this, this um, five-piece system throughout the holidays and then after as well, which is going to help you do a kind of simple check at each meal. If you're preparing your meals or if you're like putting food on your plate, choosing what to eat to make sure that you're getting a good balance. So to go through some examples of the type of ingredients, like I think we all kind of know proteins, right? So there's obviously meats and then the plant-based proteins. Um, fats are going to be everything, like healthy fats are going to be like nuts, seeds, avocados, oil, like healthy oils, um, oil-based salad dressings, those kinds of things. Non-starchy carbohydrates are vegetables mostly. So starchy or sugary carbohydrates are going to include bread, um, most beans, grains, like rice, quinoa, corn, oats, natural sweeteners like maple syrup, coconut sugar, agave, fruits, and potatoes. And if you consume dairy, this would also fall into this category primarily. And then the flavor is going to be everything, like I said, herbs and spices to, um, you know, vinegars, ginger, turmeric, nutritional yeast, those kinds of things. So the goal here for you is to make the most of all of your meals by helping them to contain at least like four to five of these elements whenever you can. And the goal here is not to strive for perfection. None of this is about perfection. <laughs> so reinforce that. But it's just being able to become aware and recognize whatever elements you have on your plate and what you're missing so that you can so you can stay balanced. And so whether you're out to eat, whether you're at your family's home, whether you're choosing a recipe, whether you are somewhere else and somebody else is hosting a meal for you, if you keep this in mind, it's going to really help you to make sure that you are able to stay full. It's going to provide you with energy. It's going to really help you get closer to your goals. All right. Mistake number five is we are too focused on perfection and the no-fail mentality. We're not allowing the flexibility and the grace in our mindset in the moment. So this is when we're going to fall into a lot of the shame and guilt spirals, and especially if we don't have any nourishing options available to us. So of course, we are going to go to different holiday gatherings maybe, or parties or events or whatever, where we might have the best intentions to be balanced, to you know choose good nutritious options, and also maybe some enjoyment foods. But when we get there, there's like hardly any good for you options. I mean, I'm always the person who will like bring a delicious salad or like a veggie platter or a fruit platter or something like that to potlucks because I know usually people are going to bring all, all the other stuff. And I'm like, well, I at least want to have some like delicious and healthy options. And so that's kind of what I do. Just, yeah, just an example. But I do think we have this, this, um, frustration that can come when like we really want to find a good balance, um, and eating more whole foods, more nourishing foods, but then it's like, okay, we get stuck. And then we can struggle with a lot of guilt and feeling like we need to make up for the episode of being imbalanced, which can end up creating even more imbalance and it's not going to help us mentally. And so this comes from a false idea, a myth that we need to be perfect. We need to eat perfectly balanced every meal for every day. <laughs> and the truth is never going to be a perfect balance. 
even those of us who, who may really, really have a lot of um, maybe education in this or, or um, experience in, in working through these things or really passionate about it, like nobody is perfectly balanced, okay? So, you know, I think we are going to keep moving back and forth a little bit, but the closer we can kind of stay on average to the center of that spectrum, I think the better. The goal is to just not swing between the two extremes um, all the time. And that's going to help us to be less stressed, less stressed, my friend. That is the goal. So we can really be more present and we can actually enjoy ourselves. Because one day of eating is not going to make or break your health goals. Even multiple days of eating in my last podcast episode on fitness and mindset and everything, we talked about really looking and, and kind of counting the, the days and to, to reframe the perspective of, okay, this is really not going to make or break it, but my overall habits of my 80% is what's going to make the biggest difference. And so, you know, I want to give you a tool. If you are finding yourself having a hard time with beating yourself up or running yourself into the ground with a lot of guilt and shame, I want you to instead focus on gratitude. And this is not it's not about like a toxic positivity, but I do think it can sometimes help reframe some negative or limiting beliefs into a little bit more constructive thoughts, a little bit more positivity. And so we can go, you know, into the shame and blame when we feel like everything is ruined or like we're a failure and, and we, we're not, you know, measuring up to whatever we were hoping. And so we can reframe to like, you know, oh man, like this food is so unhealthy. I'm like ruining all my progress. I'm, um, this, this is terrible, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm being so bad, whatever, like, the thought is, you know, let's just instead focus on being grateful to be able to share a meal with friends and family. I'm grateful that I get to enjoy a special treat. I'm grateful that my family thought of me. I'm grateful that they wanted to prepare this with such love. Like, whatever it is, instead of focusing on maybe how unhealthy the food is or how it might be ruining our habits and our intentions, Let's just, if we can pivot into gratitude, it can help us feel more at peace. And then the other thing that can be really helpful if we are feeling some pressure maybe to either say yes to certain foods because of the the peer pressure or the environment, even some people pleasing, you know, sometimes people are going to comment on our food choices. You've probably seen this or may have experienced this or even with your kids, people will do this. And, And so it's like, come on, just try a bite. Like, why aren't you eating this food? Or, oh, that's so bad for you. Why are you eating a second piece of cake or pie? Um, or you have to try this because I made it. Like, here, have some of this. I know it's your favorite. That's all you want? That's all you want? Blah, blah, blah. This is really uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Like, anybody commenting on our bodies or on our food choices is very uncomfortable. And it also is very unwarranted, I think, in many ways. And I probably want to have a whole podcast episode on that, um, especially in pregnancy and postpartum. But I really want you to remember the most important thing is to really remain grounded in your own goals and intentions and what's going on in your mind and heart and listen to your own wants and your own needs and obviously the peer pressure is going to be really common and we're going to feel maybe pressured by family and friends or or whatever it is and and sometimes it's like guilt if we don't eat the thing that was lovingly prepared for us but some things that can help is is just setting boundaries setting a little bit more boundaries for yourself in the moment and also doing a do I really want this kind of a test like just mindfully asking yourself do I really want to eat this specific food and connecting with the reason why you want it instead of automatically making that decision in the moment or allowing somebody else to pressure you into that so is it going to be satisfying is it going to be desirable to you is it going to be something that brings you joy if not then maybe you can say like I'm actually going to pass on the pumpkin pie and save some room for my favorite chocolate chip cookies or oh that looks so delicious but I'm not really a fan you know of pie or 
um, you know what, I'm feeling kind of full right now, but maybe later when I, I have a little bit more room, like I'll, um, you know, I'll, I'll try a bite or something like that, right? It, whatever it is for you, just don't be afraid to set those boundaries because you are, you are the best um, person to make these decisions for yourself. And, and just I want you to trust your body to trust yourself and trust your body also to tell you what it needs. And then the last thing that I would say as a mistake that can we can fall in, into a lot is mindlessly eating foods just because the environment is fostering fostering those decisions for us instead of us making the intentional decisions. And so let me give you some examples of what this could look like. So, you know, perhaps it's in a a little bit more of like a social hour, a cocktail hour, and it's like we're we're socializing more than we're focusing on our food. And so something we can do to help there is to make sure that we're putting it on a plate or sitting down to eat, or we're sitting at a table instead of kind of drive by grazing, like constantly going back and forth to um, wherever the food is, or standing up and eating. It really allows us to just connect with your body to slow down to enjoy the food. And then another thing is any distractions during mealtime. So maybe we're watching a movie with our family. Like it can be very easy to eat an entire bowl of popcorn. <laughs> or an entire bag of chips or like really any entire tub of the Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I mean, seriously, anything. I think when, whenever we're distracted, it can be so easy to just forget how much we're eating and to lose sight of those signals that our body might be giving us of, okay, this might be a little bit too much. And then we feel terrible after. And we also tell ourselves we're a terrible human being after. <laughs> I just encourage you to be more mindful in the moment um, of uh, bringing attention to your meal and that way you can notice your hunger, your taste, and enjoy the experience of your meals more and be able to make more aligned decisions for yourself. So some final thoughts here as we wrap it up is that not only is this important for ourselves, but I think it's really important for for us to continue to develop a positive relationship with food and with our bodies and with exercise for our kids because inevitably our relationships with the way that we, we talk to ourselves becomes and the way we talk to them about these things becomes their own inner narrative. It becomes their inner critic. And just like many of the ways that we are experiencing our own negative self-talk is internalized messaging from our environments. And, and whether it's from our own families or those that raised us, or maybe it's our, our coaches even sometimes. Or I know as athletes, it's a big thing. I've been, I've been unwiring is the pressure to be perfect or to prove myself or to perform constantly. Um, and, and that doesn't always serve me in every area of my life. And so I'm having to unlearn those things. And, and some of that was fostered by my competitive sports. No shame or, or judgment for any of the people who were absolutely doing their best and raising us. And we all know how hard it is as parents. Oh my gosh, like we are all doing the best that we can with the resources we have, the information we have available and just navigating it all the absolute best that we can with God's grace and and know that like we are we are never going to be perfect and that's okay and that's why we have God's grace and that's why you know we we are called to always turn back to him because he can he can heal anything he can heal all of our brokenness and and that's the truth and so we can always have hope in him but I want you to just continue to be aware of how you can continue to adapt to new ways of talking about food to your kids to break these generational cycles of food guilt of body shame you can break through these feelings of guilt and shame around your food and around food in your body you can create more mental space to enjoy meal times with with some of these tips that i talked about today and i encourage you to apply them right away as you get into this holiday season and continue to move forward because the journey's just beginning the journey's just beginning you can feel confident though in how you're feeding yourself and how you're feeding your family and I think many times we end up sort of learning to disassociate disassociate from these pains instead of facing them head on. And that, that really is a protective mechanism that, 
that has served us to a certain extent in our life. It helps us to not have to live in pain if we don't have the tools to unpack these things, to process through them and to heal. But what we can do with support from others with some of these tools, with some of these frameworks to continue to move through that healing process, it's beautiful, you know? And, and these are part, parts of our life that oftentimes as women are, are very wounded and we're operating from that place of woundedness. And, and it just means that those areas are needing some extra attention and care and love. And we don't, we don't want them to be bleeding out though to the people around us. And so you play an important role in shifting this cycle and the fire within your belly, maybe that this ignited, this conversation started for, for you. Know that, that that is enough to start the flame and then we can continue to fan that flame and continue to heal moving forward. But it's not possible if we're not taking that time to pause, to examine, and to, to kind of give a voice to our own story and to recognize we are so highly saturated in this dieting culture and this in, all these industries of profit based on telling us our bodies are wrong and that we need to change and fix them. And we're so, I mean, us and our parents and multiple generations are all like victims to these paradigms that have been failing us. And so that's the bigger picture. And if we want our kids to feel good about their bodies, to have a healthy relationship with food, then it starts by being the role models as mothers for a healthy, balanced lifestyle and a a good, healthy relationship, a holy relationship with food and with our bodies. And so, you know, that that is something that I'm super passionate about, of course, as, as you can see, as we, we talked, we dove deeply into it today. And this is just scratching the surface, my friend. This is just scratching the surface. But just remember your language, your intention really matters. What you place your focus on when it comes to food and with fitness and your body, it really matters. And taking care of yourself mentally and emotionally matters just as much as taking care of yourself physically. And so many of us have just been so disconnected from ourselves for so long that we can find it challenging to understand what our own needs are, how to care for ourselves in all of these ways that really are truly life-giving because they've been shaped in, in different ways by the all-or-nothing mindsets or um, some, of, some of the cultural narratives that are just false and that keep us stuck and keep us trapped. And so, you know, just some last last reminders here for you is that you do not need to earn the right to eat certain foods to celebrate the holidays. You do not have to burn off all the calories <laughs> that you eat. You do not have to exercise for how it makes you look, but I encourage you to exercise more for how it makes you feel. Exercise less because you have to or you should or you're only doing enough if and when your body looks a certain way or you, you meet a certain number on the scale or you reach certain fitness goals or you can do certain things or you have a certain amount of strength externally or that it helps you to prove yourself and earn credibility from others. No, like... Do it because you can, you get to, and you're grateful to be able to do that and to steward your body in that way and care for your body in that way. And because your body can give glory to God, <laughs> the strength, the external strength you have can give glory to God. So let, let us approach it in that way. And, you know, I think to, you could think of the holidays as more of the exception to the rule as well and how you eat and habits and just return to your normal. It's okay. We don't have to make it be a big deal and, and have all this drama around it either. If we consistently eat and we train smart, there's always room for treats. There's always room for enjoying life. And, and that's what life is all about too, is, is again, celebrating the eternal in the everyday. And so much of food, so much of our body, health and fitness and all these things is just a witness to God's glory (laughs) but here on earth you know and and so that's how we can when we really tap into that and we really keep our eyes fixed on Christ we can find it easier to nourish our body and to nourish our soul at the same time 
to make confident, guilt-free choices, to continue to grow stronger in all of those ways, and ultimately be able to both serve the people around us in the ways that God is calling us to, and also receive the blessings God is giving us in food and in connection with our loved ones, and in all that he calls us to do with our bodies. So you don't have to be imprisoned by these things anymore. You don't have to be trapped by these things. Know that you are beautiful, you're worthy of love and respect. Your, your, your body is full of dignity, full of beauty, no matter what it looks like, no matter what stage you're in, no matter how it might be changing, you are so worthy of love through Christ. So it is such a joy to have these, these heartfelt conversations, these hard conversations, you know. I would love to hear any, anything that's coming up for you as you navigate the holidays, as you navigate motherhood through the holidays. I really want to meet you where you're at and support you in your journey wherever you are today. And so, you know, thank you for being here. And as always, I just want to, to honor you for coming alongside me on this journey and for letting me walk with you. And you are absolutely the inspiration behind what I do and the most important part of this show. And so I'm here with you in the thick of it with you. And if you want to continue to explore and dive into these topics together, like I said, we are just scratching the surface. It is so fun. But this is this is like initial layers that we're peeling back, but there's so many more. Break free in your relationship with food and your body and with fitness in this holiday season. So I'm praying for you, lifting you up, and I look forward to connecting soon.